Right, welcome back to the third episode of the AVP Galaxy podcast. Um, it's Corporal Hicks, um, one of your usual hosts. Fortunately, Mikey isn't with us today. He's busy doing uni stuff, I believe. But it's not just going to be me rambling to myself. I do have a guest with us today, and this is Darren Kemp. Are you, are you with us, Darren? I am, yeah. Nice to be here. Right. Thanks for coming on as well. Um, now, you go under the title of Aliens Epilogue on our forum, but is there any other monikers you go under in the other communities? Um, well, actually, on your for- on the AVP Galaxy forum, my uh, my username is Friendly Skies. Oh, yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much the same username I use everywhere, you know. Uh, it's a bit geeky, I suppose, really, but it keeps it simple for me when I try to log into anything. You don't want one of them complicated names. No, you do see some weird ones on some of the forums. Uh, I just wonder how the hell they actually keep track of all the different names and passwords. And um, you're with us today to discuss a specific topic. That's right. I think before we get into that, just um, Mike and I, when we introduced, uh, when we started the podcast, just talked briefly about how we got into the franchise and how we got into the online communities. So... Do you mind telling us a little bit about how you became an Alien fan? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I suppose, well, I first saw the, the second movie first uh, when I was about 11 years old. My old man bought me a copy of it on VHS. Uh, and I sort of, you know, just loved it ever since the first time I watched it. Um, I didn't get into the online stuff until pretty late. Uh, the only reason I even owned a computer in the end is because my ex-wife demanded one uh, <clears throat> which turned out to be a good thing um, and then uh, I was looking for a replica pulse rifle and I stumbled across the uh, Aliens Legacy forum and then that led me into like the costuming side of it you know all the rep- reproduction armour and weapons and some of the props that they use in the films um, I suppose just because of the, the passion that I had for the film I, I got quite into the reproducing the the things that you see in the film you know and that's more where uh my hobby sort of lied uh but yeah i mean like the first time i saw the film like i say was back when i was christ 11 years old uh i did eventually see it on a big screen when i was in my late 20s um originally uh i used to always think that they were really dark films but uh as it turned out it was just a dodgy pirate <laughs> copy that my stepdad had um when I when I finally actually owned the, the films, you know, they uh, they turned out to be nothing like that. So uh, it's amazing how uh, memories from when you see it early on sort of affect you when you go back to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Later on, I always remembered fictional bits from the s- movies that I made up in my head. And oh, right. when, I, when I was a kid, I was like, I, I used to. Um, what was it? I I imagined a scene where. She encountered Ripley encountered a colonist somewhere, and, and I was shocked to when I come back, came back and watched it when I was uh, a little bit older to find it wasn't in there. Uh, so right. that always makes me chuckle. Yeah, well, I have to admit, I've never actually had any dreams or anything about aliens, um, but I know what you mean. Yeah, when you, you you kind of think about it too much and you start to. I know when the special edition came out. Um, when I was watching it for the first time, I started 
questioning whether something was new. You know, it was like, was is that a bit new? Or no, I'm sure that used to be in there. Um, and you kind of start second guessing yourself about which bits are new and which aren't, especially when they then re-released more versions later on, mm. where like they re-release it on um, DVD and then Blu-ray and all the rest of it. And every time it came out in a different box set, there'd be some little bit in there, and you think, I don't remember seeing that before. I'm sure that's new. Then of course it's not. But mm. Just mind playing tricks. Yeah, yeah. I think the only new, the only new bit uh, to come out since a special edition that I'm aware of is the the Burke cocaine scene. Mm. I don't know what you think about that. Have you you seen it? Yeah, all what thirty seconds of it. Yeah, I was quite. <laughs> it was interesting to see, but I was quite. You know, I sort of looked at it and thought, well, I can see why they cut that out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wasn't a fan of that scene. I'm glad they kept it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But let's uh, let's move on to the main theme, shall we? Uh, we're discussing um, fan films today. And the reason I've asked Darren to come on and join me today is because he's working on his own fan film, um, Aliens Epilogue. Um, well, we're not going to get into it too much at the moment. Um, if you just want to give us a brief you know, right. summary. Uh, well... From the title, it suggests, obviously, it's an epilogue to the second movie. Um, it's basically just intended to answer some of the que- you know, the questions that we had when we first saw Alien 3 with uh, the alien egg on board the Solarco, like, well, how the hell did that get there? You know, um, and just, uh, it, it sort of answers that, and then it moves in, moves off into its own storyline, you know? Mm. Uh, so it's, it's supposed to basically just be sort of like to bridge the gap between the, the second movie and into the third movie. Oh, fantastic. Like I say, we'll get on to that shortly. Now, um, now you've obviously seen some fan films you, yourself as well. Yep. You've not just jumped into it. Um, now, when I say to you, AVP fan film, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Is there a specific movie or...? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind was that uh, probably the last one that I saw that sticks in my mind most was the is it AVP Redemption. Yes, but uh, Alex Popov, I think that's, that's the one. Yeah. That's his name. Yeah, I saw that on your uh, on your forum. I think I saw the link to that, um, and I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty uh, it was pretty well made. You know, there's some really good stuff in it. Um, you know, it's a fan film, of course, mm. so there are bits in it where you watch it and it's you know, it's a little bit shaky, but, you know, for a fan film, I thought it was really well done and it was quite entertaining, you know, and I think, I think he did, did quite well with it. I think that's one of the better ones to come out of the community, to be honest. Um, it, it made it on a budget, I think it was like $500. Um, yeah, but, but <laughs> I think budgets can be... Um, cause I know there was some sort of, like, on some of these fan films, you see someone will say, oh, I made this for 50 50 pounds you know mm. and uh when you sort of actually really think about it you, you didn't because i mean i like i you know the the one we're doing <clears throat> i could probably break it down and sort of say well it was made for uh, 200 pounds or something but when you think about all the people that were involved and you know the, the food the petrol mm. the hotels they stayed in and you add it all up and it's actually that technically that's that's all part of the budget of making yeah, of your film you know so i don't think it's really an accurate cheap, way to a cheap, an accurate way to look at it, yeah, and it's not really as cheap as as, it, as, as I'd like it to be. Um, surprisingly, how much sort of time and, and money 
has to go into it. Uh, it depends on obviously how much you, w- what you want to do. I mean, you do see some fan films online where it's it is literally like a couple of college students running around there, you know, the dorm, <laughs> uh, and it's obvious what where they are. But if that's what they've got to work with, then you know, yeah, that's what that's what they've got. There's no reason not to do it. I mean, but there's so many different ways to to make these things as well, isn't there? I mean, like mm. like with with you, you've got a lot of suit. Um, you know, a lot of accurate costumes and a lot of accurate props in it. Whereas with Redemption, it's it was mostly green screen. It was mostly him with a cardboard. I think it was like a cardboard sort of suit for the Predator. And you know, it goes to show how different they can be and how certain talents with one place can do a great film with all this CG and mm. better. Yeah. Be- I think you have to make use of uh, of what you've got. You know, I mean, if you're if you're someone that spent a lot of time, you know, learning, uh, I don't know, 3ds Max or Maya, then the chances are you'll probably go the CG route and do virtually everything in like all your environments will probably be CG or something. There's a there's another Aliens fan film that's been in production for quite some years now uh, called Drop Zone Copernicus, and that's got uh, live action actors. Uh, but all of the environments are, are completely CG, um, and that's why it's taken so long to to get out. Uh, although it's still not out yet, hopefully it will be at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you've got access to the people that know how to do that sort of stuff, then great. And then if you've got, like, we were, we got very lucky um, through my uh, through my work really uh, that I was able to use a lot of uh, like live action. Uh, locations you know mm. so i didn't there's there are there is cg in the film um but it's not the sort of the main element of it yeah. um but yeah it's i think it's all about just make taking advantage of what's of what you've got uh, a friend of mine said to me i think it was uh one of the guys one of the guys that worked with me andrew david clark uh said that there was I think it was Michael Rodriguez. Is that the name? Um, the big, the the troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's Rodriguez. Yeah. But um, his his sort of advice to people was, you know, it's like use whatever you've got. If you've got a mate with a big, you know, a, like a really fancy car, put a fancy car in your film. Mm. You know, if you've got a mate who owns a really big house, film in a really big house. Just whatever you've, you know, whatever yeah. you've got. So I, I think it's difficult to sort of past judgment on some fan films which a lot of people do online mm. um, just because of the way it looks you know because you've got to take into account that it is a fan film and there's no budget in it and uh, people just do the best that they can with what they've got you know well speaking of passing judgment are you aware of a fan film called Seed yes yeah have you seen yeah. that yeah I did a um, couple well no a few years ago I think it was a few years back and um that was very good in some ways you know like uh the creature the suits were great they were uh pete mander i believe yeah uh who does fantastic work um the suits all look great and you know they were out on a you know on location mm-hmm. um and from what i understand for some for some reason or another they they were only able to film i don't know like 40 percent of the actual script or something uh, so when it actually came time to editing it together, they had to sort of piece it together with what they had, which is why 
story-wise and like continuity in that it kind of there was a lot of stuff in it it was like you know what the hell just happened you yeah, know it made no sense no and I, and I think that was basically because for whatever reason they couldn't actually finish filming it but they wanted to put something out mm-hmm. you know so it was great in some ways but um yeah if they'd been able to i think if they'd been able to finish filming everything they, they intended to that could have been a you know one of the best we've seen so uh, unfortunately because for whatever reasons as i say it didn't get finished as such you know, we, we've got yeah. what we we've got what we had. It, it ended up looking just a lot like a special effects reel to me, a sort yeah. of suit work reel. I mean, they were fun. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to argue with him. He's done fantastic work. Have you seen his stuff for Halo Faith? Oh God, yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, I mean, personally, I'd, if I was doing, if I was making a film, I'd rather than put out what I got. I'd want to make sure that, you know, I've got the story and I've got all my stuff filmed rather than just put out a fancy fancy mashup of monsters fighting in the water and random chest burstings. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Um, but I suppose if if it came to the point where it was like, well, look, we, you know, we can't finish filming this, you know, maybe the guy that was playing the lead actor disappeared didn't want to be involved anymore whatever if there, if there was for some reason uh, a definite you know we cannot finish filming then i guess it's either put out something or you've wasted all your effort to yeah. that point you know but i mean from the people who's from the people that made it from their point of view at least you know at least they've got something they can take scenes or they can take a shot from that film and they can use it in a in a, in a demo reel if mm. that's what they want to do because there are bits in it that look really good so I mean, it still sort of served a purpose, but um, I suppose to the fan community, it just wasn't, you know, it didn't deliver. I suppose really. Mm. Yeah, that's right. There's one particularly famous fan film, Dead End. Yeah. Now, I think it's probably easiest to say they sort of popularised the AVP fan films. Really, that that's mm. for a lot of people. That's the deal end all I mean mean, personally I don't agree that it's the best AVP fan film and that's probably more due to my I suppose disinterest with Batman, don't get me wrong I love Dark Knight and I love Begins but well there isn't really any verses in it is there between the aliens and the predators the aliens just turn up at the end if I remember rightly Uh, so it's it's almost like a Batman versus Predator film and some aliens spectating you know um yeah again it looks really good um and yeah no i think i mean it was good from for what it was you know it looked good it looked cool you know the nice costumes again um but it's just i mean i think i don't really i don't i guess i don't know if i could sort of almost classify something like that as a fan film is just a as i suppose it is but it's, it's just a very short almost like a scene isn't it you know mm. it's not really a, an entire film it's just like a a scene from a film that was never made you know show up do the thing and end mm. yeah that's a fair point i can see where you're coming from um and before we move on more to talk about yours mm. um there was a there was a sort of i suppose you could call it a um I know, a short craze when it came to fan films a few years back now more than a few years, probably about four or five years back, where they made them out of action figures. Yeah, 
I've seen quite a few of those, yeah. I mean, some were really good, and some not so much. But the probably the best one at that time was, I think they, it was Probot Productions, I think they were called. Yeah. And they did Alien 5, and then they did an Alien 5 squared. What, what do you think about, you know, making movies with figures? Um, well, it's not something that I would do, personally, um, but there's no reason why you shouldn't. Um, I hadn't, I have to be honest, I hadn't really watched any of those uh, before, just because I wasn't, you know, mm. it wasn't my cup of tea, if you like, you know. Um, and then when you sort of uh, put me onto it, I did have a look at the Alien 5 squared one, and I actually quite enjoyed it, you know, I thought it was very well done, I mean, They'd obviously put a lot of effort into making all the miniature sets, you know, mm. um, and all the figures they'd modified and put in there. And there was a lot of nods and in jokes to the films, which I quite I found quite funny. Um, and it had a storyline, you know. I, uh, I yeah, I thought it was um, very well done, and quite uh, quite entertaining, you know. It helped that it didn't take itself too seriously, and I suppose you can't really when you're doing that kind of mm. medium. No, no. I, I, um, I guess you can't really because if you take yourself too seriously, people will probably just read it as being a bit pretentious, you know. Mm. Um, because you have to remember that you're just making, you know, you're not making an original uh, piece of work. You know, it's a fan film. It's based on somebody else's idea already. Um, you're just sort of borrowing from that uh, and, and building on it and. Um, so, yeah, I guess if you, I mean, there's, there's no reason why you can't do a serious, a serious fan film. That's not to say that everything should be a spoof, because otherwise, you know, it's no good. Mm. Um, I mean, like Alien's epilogue, it's not a spoof, it's not a comedy, it's, it, it is a, ser- a sort of a, a serious film. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's not being taken too seriously, you know. Um, hopefully, people won't sort of read it like that. Um, and it'll just see it for the, for what it is, you know. It's, it's really just sort of like, you know, they're all, just like homages to the to the originals, I guess. Mm. Right. Well, let's let's move on to talk more about epilogue then. Mm. Um, where where did the idea come up for it? What what made you want to do the fan film? Uh, well, originally, many years ago, I used to um, you know I did what a lot of people do. I went to college and did media commu- uh, communication. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was a I was a scummy student. You know, and. Um, big old tale of woe never went into the industry after that uh so it was just you know something that was a a hobby in the end um but not a very much practiced one uh and then i got into the aliens community with the props and the costumes and all that sort of stuff and uh you know it occurred to me that you know i I wanted to make a short film i had done for a long time and uh but then obviously you had all these sort of things to think about with like uh budget and costumes and what you you know where would you get all this stuff from and how would you afford it um <clears throat> thankfully thanks to uh like all the people that i met through the uh, the aliens legacy uh board um i always, i sort of thought to myself well you know i know a lot of people now that have you know have got alien costumes mm-hmm. and, you know, and they're you know people take it sort of you know seriously to a point so you know, most of these costumes are, are, are quite accurate, you know. Um, you know. I know people with marine costumes. I mean, I didn't really need to to make too many costumes myself uh, to actually have my cast, you know. Mm. Um, so I thought, well, my best my best 
way forward in making a, a short film of any kind is to do a fan film pretty much just because I'd met all these people that I knew would be uh, passionate about it like myself and that had the costumes already. Um, and yeah, that's, I guess that's, that's, that's the main reason that I sort of went that, that route really. Uh, how, how long you been, you been working on it now? Uh, I think I, so I think I sat down in late 2007 and, and wrote it. Um, and then I sent it to a couple of friends like Harry Harris and uh, Andrew David Clark and got them to read it and see what they thought about it and um, if they wanted to be involved because I knew Harry, uh, he's a lighting engineer. So, um, again, you know, I, like going back to what I said before, you know, you, you, make, you take advantage um, in a good way of, of, what you, of what's available. You know, and I knew Harry was a lighting technician, so I... I asked him if he would do the lighting on the film, and Andrew David Clark sort of works in the industry anyway. He's like a freelance uh, director, director of photography and that. Um, so I got invaluable uh, experience from him. Um, and then uh, I sort of set about approaching people at some of the places that we filmed and said, you know, would we be allowed to film here? You know, um, I think the hardest thing about it, the reason it's taken so long, because we only finished filming in October last year is just the logistics of getting everybody together at the same time you know mm. um, the final the final shoot that we did was supposed to happen in I think July last year and it didn't happen until October just because you know it was the summer everyone was going on a holiday and yeah that sort of thing, you know, it's just really difficult to get everyone together especially when you're doing it for a weekend you've either got to get everybody to be able to stay in a hotel for the weekend or you've got to have somebody who lives near where you're filming so everyone can crash around mm. the house that sort of thing um yeah sorry after that <laughs> i did that bit i've lost i've lost i've forgotten what the question was now <laughs> <laughs> how long had it been in production that was that's a... right yeah so sorry yeah so yeah um about four four years yeah must be yeah. just you know it must take a lot of passion to keep keep it going over all these years i mean does it yeah. ever falter is it always there well yeah i mean there, there are sometimes um funny enough i was just saying to someone today that i'll be glad when it's when it's finished you know just to sort of you know to see the back of it but not in a in a bad way just just to see it finished you know mm. um but i think because of the people because of the people that have been involved in it i didn't think that keeping people interested in you know turning up every time and helping with it would be a problem just because you know they've all got such a passion for the original movies anyway so to you know to make their own one and, and to be in one um you know i've, I've rightly so they've all been sort of very you know well up for for being there every time you know so no it's not really been a problem in that sense uh if i if i was to have sort of approached uh, so some people and said, "Oh, I'm making a film. It's original. You know, I'm going to be filming it over four years." Or maybe if I'd said that originally to them, you know, "I'm going to be filming this for four years, and you need to turn up <laughs> to ten different shoots," mm. they might not have said yes. But you know, um, at the time, you know, but I mean, I think that's a, a testament to, to you know, to them yeah. that they're willing to put that much commitment into it uh, to keep turning up um, and to do a lot of hours, you know, because it. Would, we, we would like uh, like any film really you know you, you, 
you're up early and then sometimes you're filming till you know 10 11 12 at night mm. so no it's been i mean it's been an, a, an enjoyable experience you know and i'm glad i've done it uh yeah just took a slightly off track here because it's going to be bothering me if i don't if i don't right, huh? this andrew that yeah. the chap that's doing the alien encounters documentary Yes, yeah, Andrew David Clark, yeah. yeah. Uh, the chap with the dreadlocks who plays one of your lab scientists or something. He, he does, yes. Yeah, I, I met him at Collectomania? Oh, Collectomania in London. Like, yes, yeah. yes, I, yeah. I, I met him briefly. It was going to bug me because it was there in my head. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, he's been um, he's been making a great uh, documentary, uh, which is hopefully going to be seen uh, in some medium sort of fairly soon. And he's put an incredible amount of time and, and effort into it, sort of uh, all about the um, the fandom behind the films, you know, and the people that follow them uh, and what goes on. Uh, I mean, it's been on, uh, it was at the London Sci-Fi Film Festival. Um, and it got, you know, it got quite a good reception there. Uh, yeah, so it's the same guy. Yeah, no, he's very, he's very, very good. Yeah, so, sorry, it was just going to bug me if I didn't uh, <laughs> if I didn't sort that out. Yeah, no, I was there actually that day, but I was only there for a few hours, I think. I met I think I met Gareth as well down there for the first time. Um, he's he's in Epilogue as well, isn't he? Yes, yeah, he's uh, he's the main alien um, that we that we see most of the time. I think I think we had about five aliens in total. Um, played by about seven different people. Um, although the, uh, the, the trio tech team, um, is my favorite. There's a, a four man trio tech team. Uh, and I think the cast for that four man team consists of about nine people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, would you, but that you was, say? yeah, but that was, that was just sort of, you know, well, because they've all got gas masks on. Mm. So it was, well, whoever's, whoever's available that weekend, you're, you're now the trio tech guy. <laughs> Like like you say, making use of what you got. Yeah. W- would you say it was a large cast then, or was there lots um, of crew? Yeah. Well, I suppose. Um, I mean, at any one shoot, because it was all sort of a bit um, multitasking. You know, at any one shoot, uh, we had probably, I think, up to fifteen people, uh, which is not a huge crew, obviously, mm-hmm. but. Um, for, for, something like, for something like this, it's fairly big, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Harry uh, was doing the lighting, but then he was playing, also playing the dropship pilot, you know, mm. um, which sort of that, which would add time obviously because he'd have he'd have to light his own scene, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of that sort of stuff. People just you know would be in front of the camera, and then they'd be behind the camera, you know, and then they, yeah. So it, it was uh, it was good. Everyone everyone was able to perform sort of probably like three or four roles and he didn't need mm. as many people just making use of well you you're acting in it as well as being behind the camera aren't you yeah i am yeah i, I play um sergeant kemp uh imaginatively yeah <laughs> uh, well i was, i did think about you know the the characters names and stuff and i thought well you know they're the they're the united kingdom marines and mm. so they're british and we're british so why bother changing the names you know um, so I just went with everybody's names. Um, but yeah, I, it was, uh, it was difficult because I, I didn't really know anybody that I, um, I thought would look or, you know, good in the, in the role. 
Um, and that, but well, I did. I knew one guy, um, but he wasn't able to sort of commit uh, to being there every time. Mm. So I, you know, I thought, well, what am I going? You know, I didn't know what to do. So I thought, well, the only person I know who's going to be there every single time is, you know, is me. So I sort of took that role on, but I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't really want to be in front of the camera. I just wanted to sort of be able to be behind the camera and, and direct it, you know, because it was kind of difficult. But then that's when, like, having Andrew Clark there was uh, a godsend, you know, because obviously he was able to, to do a lot of the work when I was in front of the camera, um, you know, and advise me even when I was behind the camera, obviously, you know. Did you ever done any acting training prior to this or was it just a no 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 i mean when i um when i when i wrote it i um i knew that i'd be using like you know people that i'd met and people with the costumes and stuff so i uh um specifically wrote it so that there there is quite a lot of dialogue um but there's no sort of uh there's no scenes that a massive amount of acting is required. You know, there's no big emotional scenes or anything that requires people to, to be, you know, well, well trained or experienced actors. There's only, um, one scene where I needed someone, I knew I needed somebody that could actually act. Um, and for that, I asked, uh, a lady called, uh, Joanne Marriott, uh, who I, again, I met through, the hobby you know mm. um and she's a professional actress and she was happy to come down for the day and uh she played one of the aliens as well you know <laughs> uh so it was great you know it's not only was she a trained actress she had her own alien costume so you know you can't ask for more can you really she must have had fun that day <laughs> yeah, i don't know if she'll see it that way <laughs> <laughs> now you've managed to get some impressive shooting locations now um how you know how, how did you end up getting these these you know industrial places and um well mostly it was because of uh my work um i'm a i'm actually a fire alarm engineer is what i do during the day um so i go to a lot of places servicing and fixing uh fire alarms so um when i sort of knew that i was going to be making the film i sort of when i was everywhere i went i was looking at them in a different way you know sort of like wandering around testing smoke detectors and thinking oh you know that would be a a good place to film that scene you know so um i mean we filmed in three main locations which was the uh the national space center in leicester um and i i knew the lady uh malika andrus who um is i think it's the marketing manager i think is a job role there um and uh i met her through again through the forums and stuff and we go up there once a year and we do the alien encounter um and she was happy for us to go up there um and i went down to the uh a location in portsmouth and one in sort of like fairham gosport uh which was great because they've got lots of hangars um lots of really sort of like you say industrial looking areas that sort of you know i just sort of saw them and thought you know that's going to fit in really well so i owe all that really to um just to my job because mm-hmm. i built up a relationship through my work um and then say one of the main places we went to and we were only supposed to go there once we ended up going there about six times um i just um asked the guy you know i said this is nothing to do with work i said but would you know what do you think about this and as it turned out he was a big sci-fi fan and was quite into letting us come and film you know mm. so yeah, basically i just got lucky really i guess it's who you now yeah and you've you've done your own sets as well um 
built a dropship set. A dropship set. Um, did you create many others from scratch? And you know, how much sort of effort goes into these things? Um, yeah, the dropship set um, was built completely from scratch. Um, basically, it was just you know, um, if you were to send a carpenter down there, he'd have probably been very unimpressed. Uh, it was just you know. Uh, what's the stuff called? Like chip, really thin chipboard. Mm. So whenever, when all the Marines sat down in the sat down on their benches, you know they were under instructions not to not to lean back too much, otherwise we'd get a really good Star Trek effect going on with the walls <laughs> wobbling. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that was that was actually built in my friend uh, my friend Vicky and Brian's garage, um, which is quite lucky really. They they've been quite involved in one way or another with fan films. You're aware of. Um, Operation, uh, was it Operation Chastity, the other Halo fan. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the, the Warthog that they built for that, that was stored in their garage for a <laughs> while. <laughs> and they finally got their garage back, and I said, oh, do you mind if I build a dropship in here? <laughs> um, but thankfully, they said yes. Um, but yeah, it makes it, I mean, it was really just scrap, you know. I mean, I, I gathered up all the polystyrene packaging that I could find, you know, s- stuck it to the walls, um, got some... Uh, like skirt and board wood for the struts that go around the side, drilled holes through them, put the benches in, stuck a load of old uh, equipment on the walls and stuff. And once you've painted it up and dirtied it down a bit, it's surprising what you can get away with, you know. Mm. Um, I think it, it, it looks quite good in the film. Uh, when you're sort of stood on the set looking at it, you think, God, oh, this is going to look, you know, <laughs> rubbish. But, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I mean, actually, I was I was quite happy with it in the end. You know, it, everyone said, oh, no, no, it's really good. And uh, uh, so, yeah, um, yeah, I, I guess it probably took about, um, it took me about f- four months, but that was just going down on the odd weekend, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, to do bits and pieces. So I, I don't know, I have no idea how many hours it was, probably Good hundred or something, you know. Fair enough. Was that the only one you had to do from scratch? Yeah, luckily it's um, the only um, the only because all the interior of the the, the cockpit of the dropships, um, I was able to film in a in a in a real helicopter for the uh, shots outside looking in, uh, and then on a, on a simulator for the shots that are you know from the inside looking out, you know. Um, and again, that was quite good because it was a simulator. They had a big old, um, you know, like projection screen yeah. in front of in front of it. Uh, and as it turned out, when you disconnect the signal from that projector, you just get a solid blue. Mm. So it's like in, instant blue screen, you know. Just impose everything after. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, just yeah, just lucky. You seem to have had a lot of luck going into this, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it won't be the same if I do anything else. <laughs> Now, um, speaking of, you know, After Effects, you've got a few CG artists on board now? Yeah, um, again, that was very lucky. Um, I had a, an email one day um, from a guy uh, called Andrew Glazebrook, who's the like the CGI supervisor, and um, it was basically just an email to say that he'd seen you know, the, the website or the Facebook page, I can't remember, and just sort of saying, you know, I like what you're doing, you know, keep it up. And um, I saw at the bottom of the email, there was one of those links to like a blog. Mm. And it's the sort of thing you sort of normally see on an email and you just ignore it, you know. And for some reason, I clicked on the link and opened it up and, you know, there's his 
his blog and it's got you know his all of his work on it and I thought oh bloody hell you know he does some fantastic CG work so I just sent him an email back saying thanks very much and um, you know would you be interested in getting involved because we're we're looking for for someone to to do the CG now because we got to that point mm. um, and thankfully he just sort of said yeah that'd be um, he'd be happy to do that and he's put uh, an incredible amount of effort in so far you know and he um, he then got uh, a guy in, I think it's Spain, uh, called Sanchi. I don't know his real name, actually. It's Sanchi ESP. Um, and he's provided Andrew with some of the uh, the vehicles that are going in the scenes, you know, like based on the original film. Um, and at the moment, I don't know if anybody's out there listening that is able. We're, we're also looking for people to um, to help with... Uh, uh, lighting, uh, the, you know, the models and, um, and rendering. <coughs> Sorry. No worries. But yeah, so, um, yeah, it was say again, it was, you know, it's, it's kind of lucky really, um, to, to get in touch with Andrew and, um, he's, uh, I say he's, he works, he does freelance work, you know, he's done commercials and, uh, stuff like that. Uh, he's got his show reels on his blog. Um, I don't know if you can put a link to that for him or something. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, no, he's got some very impressive work. So I mean, I was really, you know, really happy uh, when he got on board. You know. Okay. Yeah. I can understand why. Mm. Um, now, what do you say has been the most challenging thing about working on Epilogue? Oh Christ! Um, <laughs> uh, most challenging thing about it. I don't know. That's a that's a, diff- that's a difficult question. Um, I suppose I suppose I've had it easy in in a sense in a lot of ways um, with finding places to film and you know and and the people around me that have been able to to keep coming back and 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 doing it. Um, I don't I don't know, mate. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing is, is, is a challenge. I suppose one of the biggest challenges was, uh, the logistics of it, you know, is just trying to actually get it filmed. Everyone together. Yeah, trying to organize the locations and trying to organize people, uh, you know, to be there. I mean, luckily, uh, cause like I say, I mean, I'm, I've been on the Aliens Legacy Forum for quite some time and there's like a, a little sub forum where the people that are involved with the film are allowed to, you know, to go mm-hmm. in. It makes it much easier if you've got a central point, you know, where if you can discuss what's going on and you're not having to send out texts to every individual person, you know. Yeah. Um, so they were quite kind enough over there to, to let me use that sort of facility. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's really the, the, the toughest part is just trying to to get everybody together and, and actually get it get it filmed. I suppose the only other... I suppose the only other challenging thing really was just like you know, um, the, you know some of the props and costumes and that that had to be made from from scratch. You know, uh, the Triotech costumes were all bought pieces, um, and they turned into sort of like a bit of a, a headache with it expense-wise because you know I'd be searching for stuff to make the costume with, and I'd be like, oh, well, that's not a bad price, but then I'd be like, oh yeah, but I need four of them. Mm. You know, um, uh, and the Wayland Yutani commando costume. Um, that was difficult. Um, luckily, I'd, I'd bought one of the uh, replica helmets from Terry English um, uh, 
a couple of a few about a couple of years before we started filming um and to make it easier for myself i i um i went for a, a green version of that uh but it sort of made more sense anyway because they were on earth you know they're mm. in a wooded area it made sense to have these guys in, yeah in, a, in, a, in not, not in you know not in stark white it wouldn't really have looked very good if they were all dressed in white i don't think um yeah so, and of course, of course sorry go on uh, so they're the commanders from the end of alien 3 yeah yeah um the only the only part of the costume that i didn't end up making was the uh uh the backpacks just because i didn't have time and when i sort of started studying some photographs of it there was some you know like really weird uh, angles and curves going on with it and I thought oh, God, I just don't have time to try and make this you know uh, I mean I, I could have made a sort of um, a reasonable facsimile of it I guess but in the end I just thought well there's no real reason for them to have them on so it would just be, it would just it'll just be easier not to bother you know that's fair enough and and the the trio tech is that is that the rival company or uh yeah essentially um you know, you, it's not really giving anything away to sort of say what they are. I mean, they're, they're basically, you know, you've got Wayland Jutani, um, and like, you know, today you've got obviously loads of multinational companies, and just Trio Tech is just another another company that are uh, interested in what Wayland Jutani are getting into, you know? That's fair enough. And how long are we looking at before the movie will be coming out? Um, well, it's hopefully going to be finished by September this year um, it was originally hoped for summer um, but that's you know there was, that wasn't going to happen um, so ignore what it says at the end of the first trailer um, uh, and I deliberately didn't add uh, a date at the end of the second trailer <laughs> um, so yeah hopefully it's going to be finished in September um, there's going to be there should there's supposed to be another another event happening um, at the Space Centre again this year <coughs> Sorry, uh, there's supposed to be another event happening at the Space Centre again this year, and uh, it'll get get a screening there. And then um, I haven't, to be perfectly honest, I haven't really thought yet about um, where or how to to sort of distribute it on on the web, whether it will just be on the website or whether it will be put on YouTube or or not. I'm I'm not sort of sure yet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to make some DVDs of it, um, which everybody that was involved with the film will get a copy of. Um, uh, I want to make sure that people like uh, Terry English and Trevor Steedman, um, who obviously I should give a big and huge thanks to for getting involved, because um, I don't know if everybody's if everybody's aware. Uh, obviously, Terry English was uh, the original armorer um, for Aliens, and Trevor Steedman played Private Wisbowski. Um, there was a there was an article actually in uh, Empire magazine I think it was where they had these uh, interviews with the aliens cast it was like the 20 I can't remember it was some some sort of anniversary thing and uh, it said oh you know we've we've got interviews with the with all the cast and it had some snippets and obviously the guy that wrote it had just sort of seen our website online uh, and saw saw that um, Trevor was playing in this aliens fan film so in his article and I, I spoke to trevor about it and he said he never said this and never had an interview um uh he said that in the article you know uh 
well, sorry, he quoted Trevor as having said, you know, Wisbowski is still alive and kicking. I've just finished playing him in a movie <laughs> with the United Kingdom Colonial Marines. And I, was, and I read it and I thought, well, no, he doesn't. <laughs> you know, he's in it, but he's, he, he didn't play Private Wisbowski, you know, he's dead. So. Has he been doing one of the major roles in the, in Apollo? Um, well, I don't, I mean, I suppose it depends on how you, what you'd say, what you class as major. I mean, he's not, him and Terry have got uh, several scenes together because um, I thought it'd be good to have the two of those, to have the two of them in the same scenes with each other. Um, they're not, so they're, they're not like um, uh, in the, a, a huge amount of the film. They are in it quite all the way through, um, but obviously they are. Uh, what was the word you used? Sorry, major. <laughs> ah, yeah. They are they are a major part of the film in the sense of you know of, of who they are and and you know the fact that they were they were they were kind enough to get involved you know I mean I know Trevor turned down some work uh, on the day that we filmed uh, the, the weekend we filmed his his scenes because he had said that he would do it um, and f- thankfully you know he was he was good enough to sort of turn down some work to to follow up on what he had promised to do you know um, and. Say so Terry was there. He looks fantastic on on in, you know on the camera. He looks you know really good. Um, so yeah, they, they, I mean they are a major part of the film in in you know in, in that sort of way. You know, well, I think we'll probably about wrap it up now. Um, I mean before we before we finish and I get into my closing spiel, is is there anything you like to say to listeners? Throw out some links. Um, I know you've just brought out a new trailer. Mm, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you've got uh, the main website, obviously, it's uh, aliensepilogue.com. Uh, there's also a Facebook page. Uh, don't go to Facebook slash aliensepilogue because for some reason it just goes to my personal profile. I've <laughs> no idea why. Um, uh, there are some, there is a there is an Aliens Epilogue channel on Vimeo. Uh, it's just got the, uh, the, the, the second trailer on there at the moment. Um, and there's, there's stuff on YouTube which has got... Um, some sort of uh, some stuff on it you know if you want to look at any videos and stuff the best place really is the facebook page um give it a like that'd be great um for those of you who are friends with me on facebook as well i've just shared it on my wall and i'll be getting uh mikey to put it on the avp galaxy page as well for folk so you can always have a look at it that way um so thanks for thanks for coming on darren yeah really do appreciate it yeah my pleasure mate and I hope you guys have all enjoyed listening to two English accents this time round instead of my lovely one and Mikey's very tired American accent. He's normally waking up when he does these. <laughs> and um, again, um, trying to keep this fairly regular with one per month, but you know, for- forgive us if we're if we're a bit late. You know, we're we are still new to this still, and you know, it's going to take us time to find our feet. So thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Darren for coming. Keep an eye on the website for you know the latest news and latest reports. Right, thank you very much. <laughs>